When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what? I still haven't logged into Service Boy or watched. So that's very telling. So Scott's gonna Scott's gonna come on this podcast, and we're gonna talk about the the first two preseason matches a little bit. And he we know we know already that he has not watched them. Antonio Conte, who is now in at Tottenham, back in English football today. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. You can follow me at Aestetka. You can follow us at Tottenham Depot. It is episode 72 of the Depot and a happy birthday to us. We are one year old as of July 18th. Uh, we're recording this on the 17th, the day ahead of time. So maybe you're listening to us on our birthday, on our one year birthday. So wish us a happy birthday on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, wherever you follow us, uh, or all the places to give you some context. One year ago, we started this podcast by talking about the appointment of Nuno Espirito Santo at Tottenham Hotspur. So that is how far we have come, not only as a football club, but also as a podcast. And it has been an adventure ever since. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about on the show today. We've got a, a South Korea trip to recap. Uh, we've got a, a, another new transfer uh, coming to Hotspur Away, and we've got some new kits to talk about as well that are uh, lighting the internet aflame. And I think uh, some of us would like to light the kits aflame because they're, 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 there's, there's some hot take opinions out there about them. But we'll start by throwing it out to Shuban. He is at The Real Shuban. Shubas, how are you, mate? I'm good. Um, like to, unfortunately, he isn't here, but... Anytime you get to get on and chat with your mates about Spurs, it's a fantastic debate. So thanks, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, filling in for TC on the line there, and uh, we've also got Scott. He is at DSM Spurs. Scott, how are you, friend? I'm fantastic. I discovered Volta Pro Clubs this weekend, and Hipster and I have played. Oh God, hundreds of games. I'm just kidding. Probably forty, and we've only lost one. So it's been a good weekend, 39 and one up the Job Chase Street. We've officially covered all of the bases. We've 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 gotten the line reading from Shuban and we've gotten Scott's update on his FIFA. Uh, so right in right into the actual business of the pod we go uh, with all of that, uh, which is just how we wanted it. Um, guys, uh, South Korea trip in the books. Spurs played two matches. They defeated the K-League All-Stars 6-3 and played to a 1-1 draw with Sevilla on Saturday in a feisty affair. Um, we know for a fact that that Scott didn't watch any of these matches. I only watched one of them, and Shuban, being the devoted fan that he is and and living in a more proper time zone for viewing these games, did was able to watch both of them, was able to log into to Spurs play and uh, view both of these matches. Um, not a whole lot to come, I think, from, from either of these matches. There was one kind of notable little thing that we're, we're going to talk about with, with Lucas Mora playing in a position that uh, we, we have not really seen him in a lot. But um, 
a few things that I just wanted to touch on from this this week in South Korea, which seemed to be extremely productive. It seems like Antonio Conte is uh, very satisfied with the work that was done, but a lot of this uh, information and 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 stuff coming out was uh, posted in a really good notebook dump from Alistair Gold at Football London uh, earlier today, and a lot of it comes from the financial side of it. And I think I wanted to stop start or start rather on that um, because this seemed like a really just even from the on the field stuff it seemed good, but off the field seemed like a really productive week for Spurs as well. Just like really creating a, a an impact in the country of South Korea, which you know, Spurs are by far the biggest supported overseas club in South Korea. And it really showed this week with all of the content that we got coming out of Asia and coming out of this trip. Um, it was really cool to see. What did you guys think of just the general vibes coming out of, of South Korea f- for the trip over the week? It was bonkers. I mean, apparently I have no, I mean, some of my friends are into K-pop and all that kind of stuff. But apparently the K-pop stars who are like huge, like huge, like Lady Gaga version stars, they're um, told Taylor Swift stars for Andrew. <laughs> and um, they're, um, they even they like try to, they, I think they try to queue up in the hotel and I think people just ignored them or something just so they could just, that's just how big it was. But it was like, the thing is this thing, you talk about our anniversary, about seven years ago, we tried to, we basically gave up signing Sada Berahino and decided to switch to try and sign Hong Sun. And at the time, I actually was very cynical. I, I remember seeing him play him for Hamburg, kind of misses Bay and Bayern Leverkusen. And I wanted to sign him a few years before. And I just thought, do you know what? This is just another, you know, trying to crack the South Korean market. You didn't know what your player was going to be. Because we'd done that before. We tried, we turned a Japanese player back in the early noughties. And he was awful. He was so bad. It was just most blatant after the Japanese and South Korea World Cup, most blatant cash in. And just to see what this, it was just amazing. I mean, just like apparently, like the it was like sixty or thousand. When you, I know, I know we're going to skip the matches, but I can actually hear them singing like "Come on, you Spurs!" And when the Spurs go marching in, and obviously English isn't their first language, but they're giving it absolutely everything you've got. I don't know how many like brand new Spurs shirts I saw in the stands for both matches. So it wasn't like so. Do you know when your NFL comes to England, in England, you'll have like a mixture of like different clubs like going, but they'll just go because it's an NFL match and they'll wear their normal colours. Sure. This was like loads of people in full Spurs kit colours and in brand new Spurs kits. And like seeing like it was just I I, I just it was just amazing. I'm just seeing obviously yeah, we we, talk, we, joke, we joke about General Ho and all that kind of stuff last week, but it was just they even had a sign and they'd actually written in Danish something like "Can I have your shirt, please?" or something. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I've read the same thing about it ago, and that he mentioned about TikTok, which I don't know anything about. But it's. Do you know what we talk about on-field signings, but the off-the-field signings in terms of like you could have Sonny's big, but and he's huge. But to really, I don't say exploit that, but to really make the most of this marketing opportunity, they took everyone. They took like the um, social media guys, the all like mildly, all of the guys. They took yeah. absolutely everybody. Yeah, it was a total of 107 people that that Spurs as a club took with them to Seoul. Uh, you know, between players, coaching staff, fitness staff, um, social media team, communications, marketing, uh, all kinds of people. You know, in, including Daniel Levy going on this trip and. 
and it really was just a a, a a marvel to see the the crew that went over there and 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 you mentioned TikTok that there was a note in that in that Alistair Gold piece um that stated that Tottenham are the second most followed football team on TikTok behind only Real Madrid which I think is notable in itself um and they recently passed 200 million impressions on the platform 178 million of those 200 million are out of South Korea which is just all you know I want I don't want to say all sunny based but like a lot of that is the impact of Hyungmin Sun and 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 just the job that the club has done marketing in South Korea but also in in Asia as a whole yeah I don't I don't have a ton to, to add that either of you haven't and Shivan really, really hit my biggest point on the head was just to tip my hat to the club. And I, I was just going to say they did such a good job. And I don't mean that in an exploitative way at all, like Shivan alluded to, right? It was it, it was a really good business decision to invest resources into, into the South Korean, you know, f- fanship, if there is such a word. Um, but I will add, you know, one of my wife's best friends in the world, um, not the best. I don't don't want to 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 get anybody into trouble, right? But one of one of the girls in her really really tight knit group of girls that go way back to high school lives in Seoul, and we Facetime with her daily for sure. Uh, Pabby, lovely person, love you, Pabby. I'm gonna make you listen to this episode, but Pabby will be holding a Dasani water bottle, and Kane and Son are on the water bottle, and I'm just like, you're shitting me, like they're. Kane and Son are on everything in Seoul, like noodle packets, water bottles, like I just described everything. I mean, the club, the ta- Hyungmin Son and Harry Kane in Seoul are 1000% Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and probably even bigger because I don't see Patrick Mahomes on my fucking Dasani water bottle. That's for sure. Right. No, Dasani, but the, the, the point is take, like you see him in state farm commercials or whatever crazy, else he's dude. doing. Like yeah, you see him I all mean, over Sun, the place. Anyone will tell you in Korea, Sun Hyung Min is the most famous person in the country. That's pop stars, athletes, movie stars, K drama stars, which is huge now. Right. Like everything yeah. dude, Sunny is the most famous person in the country. And I would imagine Harry Kane is top five. <laughs> Right, and he's not even Korean, so I, it it just goes to show you what this club has done. Um, it's it, and that's a, obviously a huge overstatement. Harry Kane is not top five most famous people in this in the country of Korea, but Sun Hyung Man is one. And my point is that Tottenham is all over that fucking country. So kudos to the club. Well, it, it is really interesting. You both use the word exp- exploiting, and and I get what you're saying. You're not trying to say that they're exploiting something, but they are taking advantage of mm-hmm. an extremely lucrative area and fan base and part of the world and look that's not it's 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 not a ruthless thing to do that it's a smart thing to do that and a lot of the most powerful um and biggest football clubs in the world they're the ones that are marketable and spurs are extremely marketable especially in certain regions of the world like that spurs have a massive following here in the united states as well um they are they are one of the more popular maybe not the most popular football club but they are one of the more popular football clubs here in the states and growing and have been growing over the last 10 years and a lot of on-field stuff is important to that you know gaining champions league qualification playing in the biggest competitions, winning is obviously a big part of that but it's a lot of off the field stuff too and spurs as a club as a unit really displayed their ability to you know promote themselves and market themselves off the field over the last week in a market where they were already so strong and and it's yeah. you know i mean i'm seeing stuff pop up on cnn about the impact 
that Spurs are having. Like I said, I, I you emphasize that it is in South Korea, but it really is Asia as a whole too. Um, you know, they are a big deal uh, in that part of the world, and that's really cool that they were able to get over there and play a couple of matches in front of really, really packed stadiums. Um, stadiums which sold out tickets, you know, and and even the streams of the games, just massive, massive amounts of viewers. So a really cool thing um, for for them yeah. to be able to do over the last week. Yeah, and 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 I just I'll I'll close by saying if the club's smart and they very much are, so I I think you'll see this right. You'll see them really in preseasons going Korea, Southeast Asia, and I mean like Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and the states. Just recycling mm-hmm. those three destinations, very wise decision. I mean I think Shuban, you remember this well, right? And and I don't don't mean to exclude Andrew, but Andrew, you said on the show like you're a part of what I'm about to reference. I think, but in the early days of like of me being a fan, which is really the close of Rednap into AVB into Potch, right? Like I watched in probably like year two and three of Potch, all these new fans, like I'd be walking down the street and Ooh, Tottenham Jersey. That's weird. Oh fuck. Another one. Like I'd call my wife. Like I just saw two Spurs kits in the mall. Like what the fuck? That's crazy. You know? And now that's very common. Right. So, um, what I all that was great, but I feel it that like right now is going to be exacerbated. It's going to be that all over again, but much more, very much exacerbated. You're look, you you see, Conte first of all has is 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 very important here, right? The club branding itself that hasn't stopped as we've like played poorly. Luckily, it's continued to like brand and market itself in a way that didn't match maybe its stagnation on the field, right? And we fixed that too, but. Um, I just I, I sense that because of this Champions League birth, um, because of Arsenal's demise, and honestly, I don't even mean to talk shit, but like, but just the the banter aura of that club now, you're seeing more people shifting to Spurs. Like, I I mean it. People getting in on digs at Arsenal leads them to becoming Spurs fans. Like, they find that AFTV media and the way that they're bantered. It's it's interesting, but like, we are really just levels above them as far as international fans right so you're going to continue to see this happen and i highly suspect that spurs will be one of the i I could even say like second biggest club behind man united as far as teams that are followed outside of england in the premier league um it'll be Um, very interesting to see um someone say about that spurs play i don't know how big the uptake was say internationally because obviously it's designed for my time zone a lot more than it is for other people's time zones. But that would be interesting to see how much the uptake is in both the North American markets. So, I mean, like, even in South America, like, there, there were like Brazilian Spurs official fans. I'm like, you've got football teams and Argentinian Spurs. And I, I mean, even like they sort of reached us today, I tagged um, Black Country Spurs. They became, I'm like, they, they have a huge, the Black, the black countries are this part of the Midlands and they have a huge footballing history. And it's just, it's just incredible, just the march. But I think we talk about, do you know, like the support network, it's off the field and on the field, and they have to work hand in glove. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it has gone a little bit, because I, I know some fans, I mean, I heard some fans saying, oh, I was there, and there was a whole bunch of tourists there. I said, do you know what? Those tourists are going to spend more in the spur shop in one day than you will spend in a year. And oh. I know that sounds really, really crass, and I know that sounds very, mer- very capitalistic, mercilistic, whatever. It's you know a what? business, though. It's a business. You're talking about yeah. a business working well. Yeah, and I remember I was saying to Scotty when I was when I went to what was it? 
Astros and whatever old Dynamo. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like their version of Daniel Levy's Wet Dream because I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to buy the merch, I'm going to drink the booze, and I'm going to sing my head off. And that's what I yeah. was. I, I and, I, and I hate to say it, I think Shuban just came up with the episode title right there. I mean, get it done, get it done. Well, and no, and Shuban, Shuban, you know, leads me leads me to to kind of just think on the spot and live about this. But there is this like lifestyle around supporting a team overseas, right? Like you just talked about how all these South American fans they have Boca Juniors in their own cities, and they and they have the Palmeiras and you know, uh, the Santos is and all the famous clubs in, in Brazil and Argentina. Um, but they still are supporting teams in England. It's, it's this like, and in, Europe it's, as well. and in Europe as well. Sorry. So, yes. you let me back up Europe for sure. Let me remove England. It's definitely Europe. Right. And I'll get to that, but they, you know, supporting these clubs that we can't touch week in and week out is very, is just really exciting and almost kind of magical. Right. And that's how you get into it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fucking dynamo fan. Spurs guys that I watch every Spurs match with do not miss Sounders matches. They're like diehard Sounders fans. So like we have our clubs that are local, right? I hear all these things, support your local, support your local, done. Like we're there, buddy, you know, but, or, or whomever we're, we're there. Right. But, but you having this club that is overseas in a big five, if you want to call it, you know, the big five European leagues is really becoming this lifestyle. And, and I'm just so happy to see Spurs pulling these people in because AC Milan is coming back. Inter is coming back, right? Like my cousin who's, who, who is staying with us now, big AC Milan fan, right? Also a big Chelsea fan, but you see, you see these, these people who, who, you know, have their hand in different leagues. And I used to get people shit like one club, one club, but you see all these people who learn more about the sport because they understand different styles and different ways that yeah. ways that the game is played. And, you know, I could, I know a lot about, about, you know, Italian soccer, but when it comes to Syria, like I have no historical knowledge, right. Or with Premier League soccer, I understand much more. And so I think, you know, there's a lot to be said for what you're seeing in, in people dabbling into different leagues and different continents, et cetera. And again, my point is I'm just so happy the Spurs are really bringing these people in because you don't have to like convert somebody from a Dynamo fan to a Spurs fan, right? Like you have to target these people who are getting into MLS and make sure that their English or their European club is, you know, English, but it's Tottenham Hotspur specifically, right? And the club's doing well, it. Just mention that. Do you know what? When I was at that Dynamo game, I actually said to one guy, do you know what? I love you, you sports Spurs, but you know what? Yes. You're probably not supporting Everton. Remember yeah. that because yeah. it was just more like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, it's football's international. I mean, like, I will probably be a Dynamo's fan because of you forever. And I'm, 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 I don't watch it on TV because obviously time zones, but obviously but Spurs. You were there. And that's I was why. there. And I was enjoying yeah. the crap out of it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. These fans, because I think his thing, uh, because I remember there was a thing years ago when Spurs went to Australia and they got Harry Kane out. He wasn't even the big star that he is, that he came up a year later. And there was a riot. They had to call the riot police because they were like, they were worried they couldn't get him out of Sydney or something. And it was just absolutely bonkers. And we've got these. I mean, honestly, when when Sunny and Kane came on, and I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, Andrew, because of that Will Ferrell thing, I've really had trouble taking this friendly thing seriously. I just couldn't take it seriously. I well, tried. I really tried. But no, just, you're you're 100 right. And 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 the Will Ferrell thing is the remember these games don't count. And that is that kind of takes us into the next part of this conversation because we could sit here and we can try and break down a six three win over the K League All Stars, which is obviously not even a real team. It's a 
it's a hodgepodge of players put together for it was an it's 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 an exhibition in every sense of the world and then we, we get to this match against Sevilla which actually looked a little bit more like a real match there was some feistiness to it there was bloodshed there was and you always <laughs> knew that was gonna there was always you always knew that was gonna happen with Eric Lamella on the pitch like you knew somebody was gonna get their face knocked in and and blood was gonna be uh, spilled on the on the pitch at some point the match was a little bit more I, I hate to even use the word real, but it looked a little bit more like an actual competitive match, but it's still in the sense it did not count. It does not matter. It matters from the sense of Spurs got out of it relatively healthy and were able to, you know, get more minutes under their legs. And it was, it's a one, one draw and it got a little feisty, but you know, Antonio Conte was also quoted as saying, those are kind of some of the matches that he wants to see in preseason as well. And he's, he expects that against Rangers next week. He expects it certainly oh, against, Certainly against Roma, um, you know, this club's going to go up against a go up if against a Jose Mourinho Celtic, coach side. So if we play against Celtic, that'd have been a bit more because of the English. Yeah, because just basically we represent England and the whole Celtic thing because because Rangers being Protestant. But do you know what though? It was when I was watching that. Um, the only thing I could think from that, the only takeaways I've got, I'm not going to talk about um, so Mary Lucas, but is the fact that Paul Dasson Sanchez he is not a left centre back. God bless him. He tried. He really, yeah. really tried. But that was my only takeaway. Because I just thought, well, because you can't like, because first of all, Pesuma wasn't playing, so you couldn't work out was he going to start Pesuma or Hoybeer. So you couldn't work that one out. Um, I, I, I had a little, I, I had a little dig at Todd in our group chat to wind him up at Hoybeer kind of thing. But he was like, yeah, he's only a friendly. I don't give a shit kind of thing. Yeah, and that's and that's the biggest takeaway is that you can't really get to e even the thing you mentioned about Sanchez. Like, okay, he didn't look great playing left center back. Well, we knew that. You know, we knew yeah, that he's yeah. not really a left center back. He's he's a right sided center back. He he performed well down the stretch of last season playing on the right side when you know we were missing Romero. So I, I don't know. Like you you can't really gather too much. Like you said from any of that, we we're missing a couple players due to. COVID or, or Knox, um, you know, Perisic did not play in these two matches because of a knock. Uh, and then uh, Frazier Foster and, um, and Yves Basuma did not play because they contracted COVID. Um, so, and, and, and those guys are, are going to all be able to get back to the UK this week at some point or other. Ben Davis suffered a slight knock. We'll see how he is, but the real impact, the real takeaway from any of these matches is this discussion of, Lucas Mora playing right wing back. And it's something we saw a little bit in the Sevilla match. And it's something that I am begrudgingly going to turn over to Scott because he, this is something he wanted last year. And he, I don't even want to say predicted because you really just wanted to see it. Right. And it happened. And even though, like I said, at the top, you didn't watch this match, but you know, it happened. So just give me, give me your reasons for why you wanted Lucas Mora uh, at right wing back. And I'll tell you why it's a bad idea. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, I will say that this all started because I would use Lucas at right wing back in FIFA. Yes. Of course it started as a FIFA thing. All Let's the just time. Make that clear. Hipster will confirm this too. So all the time. This dates back years. And so when Conte came in, I said, well, we're certainly going to use wing backs and we certainly don't have any. And I said, you know, I know a guy who athletically on our team very much fits that profile and I wouldn't be super surprised if you see him implemented in such a way under Conte and and honestly all jokes aside the one person I need to point to here is Juan Cuadrado who is very similar to the way Lucas plays actually stylistically Juan Cuadrado 
had an issue with finishing. He was always, he was a he was a winger who and obviously people know him. I'm not teaching anyone anything. I'm just talking here, but he was a winger who was very good at taking people head on, really didn't have a ton of an end product, but was super athletic, good in the tackle, strong down the wing, right? Um, Conte converted him to a wing back at Juventus and his career changed. And I just don't I don't see how Lucas is too far off for, of a similar uh, situation under Conte. So I'm not saying Lucas is going to like end up at PSG as a wingback or anything like that, but I think he will be a very effective wingback. Um, and it sounds like a very respectable manager in the world game agrees with me. So it's nice to hear. All right. So you, you, you you've had your say, we saw this for about 45 minutes. It was, I guess you could say somewhat effective. And I did not know this happened for the record. I sorry to interrupt you, but you're fine. When it when we started talking about it in the group chat, I didn't even know that he had played a wingback. I had just seen. <laughs> you know we were seen, playing, sorry, because we've done that before. Like, are we playing? Yeah, yeah he knew oh, we were sure. playing. He, well, I don't think he. I don't think he could get his uh his his login for Spurs play. By the way, I will say Spurs play. A fine product. There, uh, some improvements can be made. Let's get let's get a playback feature. Let's get a a a 1.2 speed, maybe a 1.5 speed. If you're going to rewatch a match, not just only two times speed. I don't want to match watch a match at two times speed, but maybe 1.25, 1.5 would be great. Uh, let's get some pause and 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 rewind features. Maybe a 15, 30 second skip feature. Let's let's get some improvements to Spurs play. Um, but overall, a, a, a fine product that the club has put out, and I'm sure everybody's going to love watching these preseason matches. A lot of the 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 you know the u19 content all the all the extra stuff they've got but you're right it, it, this the, you you weren't aware this happened and that's fine it happened it happened for about 45 minutes it was fine my issue with this is twofold one you have not only matt doherty you have emerson royale and you have jed spence coming in who we're going to talk about here in, 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 in a few minutes um all to play on that right side um, I'm not sure why you would need to add a fourth person to that depth unless one of those guys, one of the, one of Doherty or Emerson are, are, are on their way out, which we've gotten no indication of. Um, and he is not a defensive player whatsoever. He can't put in a cross from an offensive standpoint. Um, he has great leaping ability. I will give him that. And he, he, he displayed that in terms of a defensive header during this match yesterday against Sevilla. But other than that, Lucas, for me, has turned into a guy who can come in late in the game. And I've said this on pod here. He can come into a game late when you've got a 2-0 lead or a 3-1 lead and just fuck shit up and press and do some wild stuff and grab the ball and carry it and probably lose it, but maybe get through and into the box from that right side. He could do it from the left side, too, if you really need him to. Um, he can play in behind the striker a little bit. All of that stuff is is fine and dandy i just don't see him being a real serious starting option unless you want to like throw him in in a in a in a cup match against a second or third tier side and just see what happens but i don't see it being a serious option especially when there are other options that are clearly ahead of him in the pecking order it just doesn't seem to work for me so for me i just thought it was you know what let's just try it let's just try it these games mean nothing Yes. Let's just try. I said, I said that the funny thing, the one thing I took away from this 
I thought because I saw Richarlison play and Sevilla have a reputation of being kind of feisty and getting there. I never thought I'd see Romero and Richarlison breaking up the fight. I never thought I'd see that. I could see yeah. them actually starting the fight or getting in the fight, but actually breaking up the fight. Never thought I'd see that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they've become the best friends and maybe that they are now Will Ferrell and um, I've got the other, is it? John C. Riley. Yes, maybe they, they become best friends overnight or something. So, yeah. So, yeah, but I don't know. Just, like, when I was watching the match, I mean, the thing is, it was kind of like, afterwards, like, Hugo, like, high five, uh, was it Rakitic for, like, oh, you scored past me. And they probably remember each other from the, you know, like, the 2018 World Cup final. And it was just like, this, like Eric Miller love was great. I mean, I basically used it as a point of attack D because we got rid of Lamella to bring in Brian Hill. So I just thought, okay, then Brian Hill hasn't done, hasn't done anything, so I can attack Dakota about it. That was what I used it for, and that was it. That's all I could, you know, because that was it. It was just, it's a pointless, meaningless game. It's about, I think there was a lot of, I don't know if you guys watch ESPN, but they got really heated about it because they were like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know, if, I, I apologize for this discussion, but they did like 42 after two hour trade session they did 42 like laps of the park or something something crazy like that. and that got like stevie nickel of and craig Bird like probably going at it and i'm like do you know what you're not doing it and here's the thing conte is a winning manager if he's one thing's doing it this way guess what he's yeah. one thing's doing this way as a manager stevie nickel you got fired from new england who's the better manager stevie nickel or Antonio conte I'm gonna trust the guy. I'm gonna trust the guy in, in in charge of Spurs right now. And and like you said, if you're gonna do something like this with Lucas Moura, now's the time to do it. Try it out. See what happens. And I, in that context, I'm not upset by it. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, God, what is this guy thinking? I'm not in that mode at all. I'm just. I'm very skeptical that it's ever going to be a serious consideration unless uh, you know emergency strikes and if this is something you want to try out in preseason in case emergency strikes later in the season i'm good with it that's that's kind of where i stand with it fair enough we want to leave it there all right let's talk about jed spence because this is something that hasn't been announced as of recording but everyone's seen the leaked photos on the internet we all know that he's done his media responsibilities he's been (laughs) photographed he's been photographed in the shirt like it's a done deal probably if you're listening to this on monday you're probably you've probably it's probably been announced and it's a done deal. But Jed Spence coming to Spurs, I think it's around twelve and a half million pounds with uh, incentives that could take it up to, to twenty million pounds. Um, th- this is another one where I'm just like, cool. This this is a way more fitting uh, kind of the old Spurs transfer model in terms of a young player, English player, a lot of promise, a lot of potential going forward. Um, it does make me question the viability of Doherty or Emerson going forward, as we mentioned in this Lucas conversation. But overall, I'm not opposed to it. I just none of us have really seen enough of this guy to know definitively whether we like this move or not. And it's okay to say we don't know, as we've done many times on this podcast. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You've always, I love how you're going to have the internet. We call them turnips. who are like seeing him play, see play once. Yeah. In probably in the was it the what's call it the player final, and you know what? Nobody, very few people play well in the player final. It's just about getting over the line. Like, oh, I don't think this guy's good enough. I suppose Mike, you've seen him one game, and you're yeah, seeing and him you could you could, go, you could you could you different go. Team, everything else. You know what I mean, it's just completely different, and you're judging him like, oh, I don't think like 
there are some players you look at and you think, do you know what? I would fancy him. I'm not, I saw when, I, when I was watching um, Oli Skip play a lot when he was at, when he was at um, um, Norwich, I, I, I'd see a lot of Ben Vier and I thought, wow, Ben Vier, he's the original toxic pond water felt kind of thing. And he's someone I would have loved to have brought Spurs, but nothing ever happened. But um, no, you're not. I mean, but I, I was I was like watching him over a season. I'm not going to judge a player over one game or like one FA Cup game. It's just bullshit. It's just, I don't know. The turnips, go roast yourself, shall you know I mean? Because it's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, you could go back a couple of seasons. Jed Spence actually played against Spurs in an FA Cup and an FA Cup replay when he was with Middlesbrough. Um, like, people have seen him play a little bit here and there, but it's not like any of us have serious, serious knowledge of this guy or or know enough to say definitively whether or not he's going to be great. But the potential well, is there. And that's what we've been told, right, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I think as much as we joke about me just being a fucking wild card and flying off the cuff, I do have, I, I do have some statistics prepared. On oh, wow. Spence. I'm actually, I'm really excited about Spence. And I, I, I think it's because we don't need him to play right now, you know, and that's why I'm so excited about this signing. Um, he's obviously a very talented player, you know, a little bit suspect that no one else came in for him. Also, you know, there can be a lot more to that, right? It could just no, be that no, everybody no, no, knew no. No, that's bollocks. People did come in for him. Forrest wanted him. As soon as, if you're Forrest, I mean, according to his manager well, Chris Wilder, no one else came in for him. There was interest. I mean, people would have tapped his agent. There well, was, I'm sure, like the championship, like you say, yeah. Forrest. And so I just Forrest, mean, like, yeah. you know, why wasn't anyone in our tier competing for him? But I just feel like everyone probably knew he was coming to Spurs, right? And I think we were the only team that were in a position to take a punt on him and let him develop a little bit. So. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, we're lucky that he's not a permanent Forest player because if he was, he'd probably want to give it a go with them once in the Premier League before he moved on, as we often see, right? But I, my, oh, that's not okay. Want to make sure that wasn't my smoke alarm here, that beep, if you guys can hear that. But um, the takes are coming too hot from Scott. The, he's yeah, setting off all of the alarms. I'm, I'm recording <laughs> a podcast here. All right, there we go. <laughs> This is what happens when you start to bring stats to the podcast. The alarm bells go off. Boop, boop, boop. All right, here we go. Let's go. He's coming in hot. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to list off all these, all these percentages because it would take too long. But my point here is that I looked at, and I know this is like an absolute wild comparison. And please, like I, I'm aware, right? But I wanted to look at somebody who I think in the Premier League plays most like a true wing back, and I, I looked at. Alexander Arnold, right? So I understand it's a wild comparison, but if you look at Spence in the championship last year and Alexander Arnold in the Premier League, what I've noticed is that their their percentages of at least I'll read these off, passes attempted, pass accuracy, long pass accuracy, crossing accuracy, take on success, aerial ground success, and interceptions, neck and neck and everything. Alexander Arnold takes in every single offensive category, a small, he takes a small victory. And then in every defensive category, Spence takes a small victory to Trent Alexander Arnold, but they're very, very similar in all these numbers. Right. So I think what, what I'm saying is if developed correctly, I think we could get a very effective wing back who is a little bit more, uh, you know, defensively sound or, or carries a little bit more defensive acumen than, than somebody who is a true wing back. So I think it's good. It's exciting. It sounds like a very, very uh, tailor-made Conte signing. 
And I think, like I said, it gives Conte somebody to develop as a secondary right wing back option. But I also don't think he's coming in as like a third fiddle to just hang around and train. So I'd be very curious to see. I think he's our second wing back. So I'm just very curious to see who that first wing back is. Right. And that's where I say, you know, if we want to tie in the Lucas deal, I think you're probably right that it's more of like a, if this is necessary, I'll give this a go. And I love the joke around Lucas at wing back, but if we're smart, we have a Doherty or an Emerson around with the Jet Spence, right? Well, and look, I think you have to tie in the other side of the field with this, too, because we know that Matt Doherty, while his preferred side is the right side, he has the ability to play the left. We know that we have Sessegnon over there. We believe that we'll have Perisic over there as well. So there's some positional flexibility that goes along with all of this, too, in order to make room on the right. Um, I, look, I, I'm, I'm not here to make any big declarations about Jed Spence. I, I don't know enough about him, as I said. The only thing I'm confident in is... Like you said, he's not going to be forced to play right away. And he probably has one of the few managers in the world that can make him, you know, make him better than the sum of his parts might even be. Yes. Um, you've yes. got a manager in place here that if you're bringing in a wing back, this is the manager that manager that you would want for that to turn him into something. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's about continuing to plant the seeds in the ground and, and hope that they blossom into beautiful flowers. One good thing for him though, that help, might help him come Spurs is that um that, that he came off from Fulham Academy before he went to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, not Middlesbrough. And um, he um plays I think he played with Ryan Sessignon. He's also played with Ryan Sessignon for the England on 21s. So there's that I won't say chemistry, but there is an understanding about how those two now, now play each other on that flank, on, on the on the opposite flanks kind of thing. So that's something that may help. But you know, right now it's just about getting Conte fit. I mean that's what Oh, preseason is all about. I mean, mm-hmm. getting contact because someone said to me like, "What's preseason is all about?" Yes, it's about the marketing, about everything else. But do you know what? It's can you get the players fit to like a good baseline of the fitness? Are the manager's ideas coming across, you know, or not? And therefore, the player then he will know who to get rid of, who to keep, who to move on. And do you know what? And then just just trying stuff out, just trying you know those experimental wild cards. You know, you know maybe maybe having I don't know. Lucas a right wing back is like putting pineapple on pizza. Some people love it, some people hate it. Do you know what I mean? But if, if if it works, it works. We'll find out. Well, and I think, like we all said, if Conte thinks it's a wise move, then I'm certainly not going to try to disagree. But I I, th- I think the last thing I'll say on Spence is I look at Tessanyan last year, and unfortunately we saw Reggion come in and have some issues finishing, and I think that's a that's an issue in a Conte system, right? Those wingbacks have to be involved in the final product as well in some sense. And Reggion was struggling. We saw Sessignon come in, flounder a little bit, but we saw Conte come out at a press conference and say, this dude's amazing. I got to get his confidence up. That's all this is, right? He's a fantastic soccer player. And of course, as Andrew says, there's more to it, right? His availability. But, but ultimately, my point is, you look at Sessignon and Conte got his confidence figured out. And I'm not exaggerating when I say he was a huge piece of some key wins in our season, specifically at Liverpool, um, or results, not wins, right? But results. Um, played really, really well in some big matches for us. And um, credit to Conte. I, all this to say, I expect a very similar situation. I think it's his, his athletic ability, right? We're looking at a player's, you know, the psycho- the, the psychological profile of a player, you know, now and probably identified as somebody who carries confidence or at least has ability to shape the confidence to take it into the next level because we all understand this. I'm preaching to the choir, but 
the cha- people think the championship and, and the Premier League, oh, it's a step down. The championship's probably like the seventh or eighth best league in the world when it comes to to, to the, the level of competition, right? It really, it's top ten easy. It's a, it's a very good league, and so I, I I I don't think that you know there's this huge gap between the two. I think you know we might we might sign a Clinton and G, and people be like, well, he's in the French league. Jed Spence is much more prepared for the Premier League than than somebody you know okay in the French is ready to to get this guy going quickly. And again, he's not going to start, you know if at all this season, but he's going to be involved. And I'm just really excited to see what Conte can do, especially when you look at Sessignon and Spence as the future of the wingback position. It's really, really exciting times. And, uh, uh, you know, credit to the club for finally making these moves. Yeah, he's certainly as prepared, if not more prepared than your internet was today for the podcast. I know that much. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, do you know what? We talked about, was it investing in the squad? I thought Ben... San Diego Spurs. I'm gonna give a shout out to my buddy Jake who goes Arizona Spurs, who was in Mission Beach. And um basically um he said, Look, one of the things we did differently from Bale was that basically sold our top star and invested in our squad. So we had dead, we had no top star. And then other times we invested in, in like top stars, we had no squad. Guess what? We kept our top we kept the player you wanted to keep and we invested in our squad. I don't know what more Daniel Levy can possibly do beyond this. True. I don't know. Maybe, maybe sign. I don't know. Maybe sign for Scott Weston McKenney. But apart from that, no. That 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 would be Scott's wet, wet dream. But I don't know. Uh, listen, a big part of this too, as Scott mentioned, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go right over that. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna touch that with a ten foot pole. Uh, a big part of this though too that that Scott mentioned is the availability part, and it's something that I harp on with Sessignon. It's something we harp on. I really want to harp on with everyone. Um, I mentioned earlier, Basuma and Forster both picked up COVID. Um, and the availability there is is going to be a factor as well. Both players are vaccinated, and the reason we know that is because the club is no longer taking on players uh, in transfer dealings that are not vaccinated. That's another note from that Alistair Gold piece uh, at football.london. Um, and I think that's a fine policy to have. I think it's a big deal. I think you want um, these players to be able to be available as, as much as possible, and vaccination is a big part of that so no problem with that and i just i I wanted to note that as well it was something that was kind of slipped into that little notebook dump um that not a lot of people might might notice or see kind of like the the tiktok information um you know it's just like those little bits that 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 come out of uh these pieces that these journalists uh put out but um i thought that was interesting as well um before we get out of here we you know and we talk a little bit looking ahead to the week the players are off uh, today, Sunday, tomorrow, Monday, as we record, they'll get back to work in North London on Tuesday ahead of Saturday's match in Glasgow against Rangers. Um, but before that, guys, we got a new kit this week. <laughs> the away kit was revealed. Um, we have to talk about it. It is Very. pretty bad. Um, I, I've heard it likened to a cycling outfit i've heard it like into a scuba outfit like a wetsuit it, does um, look like it looks a little bit like yeah. those two things it's not great the only person that i have heard talk about this kit in any kind of glowing light is our very own dakota booth go at him dakota at dakota j booth tell him why he's wrong um i know the three of us are kind of on the same oh. page we don't love it well here's the thing though if we end up winning the champions league final wearing that kit Oh, we're, we're gonna love it. Yes, that's that's what it boils down to. It's like 
I hated that green kit of Luke uh, that we had in 2019. I really hated it. But when I saw, I think it was in my, when my, my could run, I saw this guy, I saw the guy wearing the green kit. I was saying, he's up to say, he's up to say, he's up to Lucas Mora. And we both knew what we were talking about. Okay, and we were both talking about it, both saying it because I'm seeing him in that green kit. Mm-hmm. So, so, and TC said the same thing last year. I absolutely hated the Cosmic kit, the Stardust kit. I can't, I despise it. I really do. But I'm buying it for my for my granny's goldfish because you can put gold lettering on it. That's it, for no other reason. It's just a kit is a kit. You know what I'm saying? I I'm wearing obviously I'm wearing an old Spurs kit, you can't see it, but do you know what? I tend to wear, as some of you guys know, I wear like the uh, like different like overseas uh, supporters club gear, like so mobile spurs or Arizona Spurs tees, do you know what I mean? Milwaukee Spurs. I tend to wear those tees. So I haven't bought a T-shirt, uh, Spurs official kit for ages. Who knows? If we win something and worth me getting my tattoo, then yeah, I'll buy all three kits. Do you know what I mean? If that happens, but honestly, it's not my thing. Um, you know what? But you know, I I would be interested to see how many people, like you know, in South Korea or something. So it's, I don't know because I don't think they if they were they were selling it there or something at the time because I haven't seen it. Who knows? It could be a really top selling kit. I, I could go to the Spurs store this weekend and i can say is it and they said you know what it's all sold out do you know i mean people will hate it some people will love it it's marmite do you know i mean it's, it's what it is well and to your point last year the the cosmic kit i thought was pretty popular you might not have liked it but it, it was it was a popular kit and it was the official you know quote-unquote away kit and i just feel like december it's sold out it's it. it. in december here it's sold out in yeah. december Spurs store it's completely sold out Right. And they only wore it about four or five times during the season, maybe six tops. Um, I kept track of this. I'd have to go back and look. They actually wore the the quote unquote third kit, the purple kit, which I did not like as much. They wore that just as many, if not more times than the away kit. The thing with Spurs is having a white home kit. You're going to wear that a lot of times on the road because not a lot of teams within the Premier League have a white home kit like spurs do so you can get away with wearing it a lot of times away unless you're say at you know Leeds or fulham or a club like that that tend to wear white at home often like you're going to end up wearing that anyway but um scott what what do you have to say about this kit man it's not the i think i think the neon on the back and front the collar is what really does it for me like that's what really just sends me in a, a little bit of a and the fact that the badge is centered I feel like a third kit might be able to have the badge centered, but a second away kit, I want that badge where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst fucking kit I've ever seen. Just easily. <laughs> easily the worst fucking <laughs> kit I've ever seen worn in a soccer game. Um, it's unfortunate that it has a Tottenham badge on it that you know that I that I that I have to to list a jersey with a Tottenham badge on it as the worst kit to ever have been created, but it is, and here we are um ultimately i don't really give a fuck what we're wearing if it has the badge on it so it's fine right we'll wear it whatever i'll watch i'll support it's fine i don't think we'll wear it often as you said i also think there's a lot to to what you you said about who cares if they're calling it the awake it i think it will be the one that we wear the least and i think they probably (laughs) excuse me i laugh they debuted this kit wondering what what the reception would be and my god it probably hasn't been very good i can imagine but i just i i really don't understand who approved it because like i said it is fucking terrible i mean i think 
if I if I saw a club training in that, I would I would still be appalled. And- well, to be fair, but you know what? So 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 some of my buddies in Arizona, uh, Steph, he's a big cyclist, so I know he's gonna like it. And my buddy Matt, you know, in San Diego, big surfer, I know he's gonna like it. So that's, yeah, and that's Coach Andrew as well. So I know they're gonna like it because it does look like it does look like a wetsuit. It does look it, honestly. It would it would work good as a wetsuit. It would also it would work good for like a cyclist because it you know if you wear one a little tight, it's bright. So if you want to ride your bike at night, it's got a little bit of that reflective neon color to it. Like I'm not even like I'm 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 half joking here, but like it it is a bright loud kit, and I, I don't know. I'm not buying one. It, it, like like Shubon said, unless we fucking go do bits and win the champions league like in that kit like that would be it would be memorable for that reason or you know if lucas scores another hat trick in the netherlands like that would be great whatever but um i don't know it's it's definitely not my favorite kit um there is rumor of a third kit out there too that is a kind of funky light blue ish kit that i enjoy as well um and i hope that that is a kit that we come out with and wear because that's one i'd be more inclined i think to wear but um, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of, of, of the, the latest kit. I like the, I like the home kit. I'm not a big fan of the, the away kit that they've released. Uh, Kat has joined us on the pod here now. Kat, do you have opinions on the away kit? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no sense of fashion, none whatsoever. I like for us women, like, when I wear the kit, I don't typically wear a lot of bras, you know. And so now when the, the, the badge is sitting in the middle, like all my boobs are out to sea for everybody. So I'm not, there's no. I am now a fan of this kit. I am now a fan of I'm now officially a fan of this kit. But besides, like that, what's that yellow? Like, I don't, I, like they should have done that yellow kind of like the, the, the home kit. I would have been okay with that and just played yes. back black socks. And just it's too much. It's just too much. It's too much going on. Like, but I still don't understand that blue and black. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are do we doing? Do you know what? When we beat Real Madrid, and when they're wearing their white in the Champions League final, wearing that kit, they'll be like, you know, what I mean? everyone will be wanting that black. That whole yeah, I'm still not buying it. It. Yeah. <laughs> Still not buying it. Unless we win a trophy <laughs> with it, I'll buy it just to d- display. But I'll never wear it because it's disgusting. Yeah, it, is, it is it is really really something and it, it's at least produced us a lot of good fodder on the internet i know that much um, we can all make fun of the way that the club i mean the funny thing is too it's not a good kit for like the like the common folk like like cat said it's not maybe not a good kit for women because of anatomy reasons it's not a good kit for anyone i don't think in just terms of style or fashion but when it's on a footballer and you're watching it on the game it looks better obviously because these guys are stacked and they can fill it out and it, it at least looks better on the pitch it still is not great but of course it, looks, the it looks better than it would on yeah. you or i right here's the thing though do you know what when, when brandon austin was wearing the green kit honestly on from the spurs play maybe it's the screen but he almost looks invisible he like he blended in with the pitch so that's yeah. what i know about the green kit but um no it's just not the kit is not i don't know it's not not for me but you know what? i don't even like the white kit with the whole it looks like a raver show or something. It's like saying you see on a beef or something. Do you know what I mean? Like with the necklace or something, like the fluorescent necklace. Yeah. Then, do you know what? I mean, there's never going for a beef, the I beef or vibe or something. I have no idea, but you know. This is what it looks Heart. like. Yeah, highlighter. For all those who can't see, it's a highlighter. 
Yeah, cat's holding up a highlighter. (laughs) The black and the green. Like, what? What is this? It actually looks more like someone just like like attacked a a regular colored shirt with a highlighter and and only got it in like around the neck and and maybe the back. So, uh, it's 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 not great. And and just like that, we will we'll all have to wear sunglasses while while watching Spurs when they're in those kits this season. But um. We get we get to see Spurs again uh, in a week, uh, like I said in Glasgow on Saturday, another friendly, and then uh, we get Roma after that, I believe it is. Um, so a couple more a couple more preseason matches, and then um, you know the season right around the corner. We're only a couple weeks away from that match against Southampton. I, I'm actually well, technically it's about a four hour train ride to Glasgow. So a friend of mine said to me like, "Do you want to go up?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know because it's a bit obviously." It's a bit, it's a bit obviously like four hours there, four hours back, and everything else. Uh, do you know what? It'd be nice to, I mean, I haven't seen yet, but Glasgow would be interesting because it's just um, so Rangers they obviously they were in the was it the Europa Conference final or the Europa League final? I think was it Europa League final, one of those, yeah, one of those. So, 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 and they've kept most of their players, so that'll be interesting. And it will be physical, it will be because what I like about the severe game, there was obviously Squire hasn't seen it, but there was a lot of being needle. Against Rangers, there'll be new for Roma. There'll be so much needle in that game, and that's kind of you know what I don't. I know it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, but you know what you want to see how these players react. Are these players going to shirk or are they going to be be stand up and be counted? Because I think there was one player. I think he tried to nobble nobble um, Sunny, and then somehow he managed to wrap, put Brandy, I think he hurt his face with Sunny's elbow. He literally punched Sunny's elbow with his face. Something covered in blood and then afterwards he actually goes to attack something i'm like what the hell is that about and some of them some of these they, they say it was a friendly but it wasn't they were properly putting it in there but you know what i mean i've seen spurs players before react and kind of get a bit nuts by it they didn't they stayed calm apart from the well, fight at the end and that was more because one of the guys actually went for sunny and i'm like you can imagine like if they hadn't protected sunny from those from that, from that player the whole Korean like fans would have invaded a pitch to try and get out of that player or something. That's how much it would have yeah. been like. So, yeah. Yeah, it should uh, certainly be. It'll be another friendly with an asterisk on on Saturday, as you mentioned. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll look forward to that, and and I'm sure we'll have much more by way of uh, you know kits or or transfer business to talk about next week here at the depot. But uh, until then. Uh, Scott, you can he can he can be followed at DSM Spurs Shuban at the real Shuban, and you can follow me at a Stedka. Follow us more importantly at Tottenham Depot on your Twitter, on your Instagram, and on your TikTok. We don't quite have the impressions on the TikTok that Spurs do, but we are well on our way. Uh, be sure time. to rate, yeah, give it time. Be sure to rate and review, uh, and on your podcasting app of choice, and tell a friend as we try to spread the word about the Tottenham Depot going forward into. A, uh, a second full season and a second full year of this podcast. We really appreciate all of you who have who have jumped on board and are following uh, going forward. Go ahead. Hey, one thing to – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shivan. No, no, no. You first. It's, it's our birthday. But you know what? It's a big part of our birthdays because Andrew has put so much fucking hard work into this pod. So we're celebrating this birthday because of Andrew, hard work he does, stuff that TC and Scotty does. I mean, I'm just – I'm just the lone British voice. You know what I mean? Uh, so much work is done by by Andy, Andrew, by Dakota on social media. And he's, he's the one that's done our designs and stuff like that. And so many other things. So big thanks to those guys. 
because I get to chat with you guys once a week and chat with you guys way too much on, on WhatsApp. So yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure for me. So thank you for having me on there. And thank you for all those guys that listen to us. And we hope, you know, we're, you, know you, you guys listen some more and you enjoy what we do. Yeah, the, the, the pleasure is ours, Shuban. That's very, very kind of you to say. I, I do want to give a special shout. I know you won't do it, but I want to give a special shout out to Dakota as well because Dakota has been crushing it I on social media. Out. I know, I know, I'm kidding. No, so Dakota has not been able to be on the pod a lot as much as he would like to be recently, but he's been doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us and working on the socials and putting up some really cool graphics for us. Uh, doing he 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 runs the TikTok and he runs a lot of what we do on Instagram. Um, so shout out to him. He's doing a killer job and and you know making the visuals for all of you and and pointing pointing you in the direction of the podcast, which this is what it's all about. So. Um, We've we've had a joy doing this for a year now, and we're gonna we're gonna plow forward into into year number two as well. So, hey, hold um, this on, this has been a joy. Go ahead, Scott. He, he doesn't like the he likes the awake kit. Sorry, he, he likes, likes the, the awake kit. Yeah, we have to we have know, to kind man. of Back up. we'll give him a demerit for that. But other than that, <laughs> uh, of course, I'm kidding. Dakota's an amazing person, and I mean it. He's an amazing, amazing person, he really is. So, you know, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Dakota as we all have. You know, outside of just Tottenham, and he's a great guy. Love, love you, Dak. But I also I got a shout out. We share a birthday with a very special person. My niece Magnolia turns two today, so love you, Magnolia. Um, mom, you're probably listening. And every time I talk to my mom, she says, "Did you shout me out on the pod?" So yes, <laughs> mom. Here's your shout. I love you. But make sure you you uh, give Magnolia a hug and a kiss for me. I'll call you after we wrap this episode. But uh, oh, shout out, Magnolia. We're shout out birthdays. I'm gonna give a shout out to Kales, who's who's um he's, he's the social media chair for Columbus Spurs and it's her birthday. And um, do you know what? I said, do you know what? That's the best thing about OC Sports Club. I met Kales in a New York sports bar, I think Flannery's, where maybe six, five, six years ago. We stayed mates, we chat, and that's the good thing about Spurs. We connect people. I'm I'm a big British Bengali guy living in London. Chang with a guy from Baltimore who's in Arizona, with an Hawaiian guy. Hawaiian? Who, 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 I've no idea what they call Hawaiian people. Iowan. Iowan. Hawaii. Super similar places. Iowan guy who I first met in Texas is now living in Washington. Do you know what I mean? That's what, that's what I like about this thing. It gives bridges all together. And but just said, thanks to Andrew, thanks to TC, thanks to Scotty, and thanks to Dakota. Yeah, 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 Jaffa bastard. We go. We actually go. We actually go into range is probably because of because of the coder. It's it's all it's all love fest here at the depot. Uh, cheers to you guys again. Follow us at Tottenham Depot. Rate, review, tell a friend. We'll be back with you next week, as always, here on the Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>